Hi, it's Nikki here and I'm jumping in just before the episode begins to let you know that from the 5th to the 18th of September 2022, the doors are open to the Thrive First Method and you can join us anytime. The link is in the show notes or you can just head to www.tlb.org.uk forward slash TT checkout. To help you decide if it's right for you, I have recorded a series of podcast episodes. So that's from episode 94 to episode 97. And in these, I've covered every question I've been asked. I've brought on my clients as special guests so that you can hear what it's really like when we do this work together. So I hope whatever episode you're about to listen to today serves you, regardless of whether you're joining us or not. And if you are, I cannot wait to welcome you in. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 89 of the Inner Work Conversation. I am your host, Nikki Cross, and today I want to talk to you about discipline, but a different kind of discipline than you are probably used to. A lot of people will say to me, I just wish I had more willpower, more discipline to get things done. But when we really dig into it, one of the things that actually comes to the surface 99% of the time is they actually really wish they had a different kind of discipline and they're actually having a different discipline struggle and that is the struggle of not being able to switch off the discipline of not being able to switch off and this is something I've posted about recently over on Instagram and the post I'll link it in the show notes but it's simply said most people think that discipline is about getting it done but have you ever considered it takes discipline to stop and say, that's enough for today. I'll link the post, as I say, in the show notes because we've got quite a response, especially in my direct messages, which is why I thought I'm going to bring it onto the inner work conversation. So today's podcast episode is definitely for you if you find yourself pushing through with a coffee, if you find yourself getting loads done, but then just squeezing in just one more email, one more email, and then I'll sw- and then I'll close the laptop, or simply just carrying that feeling around into your evening of not feeling like you've quite earned the evening off. Now, if you've been listening along for a while, you'll know by now I've I've been creating something called the Thrive First Method, which is a method that helps you to connect to yourself, establish meaningful goals, and it gives you a three step pro- process plan, do, review to not only achieve your goals, but to do so while you're thriving first. And the reason that I mention that is because it is so, so the opposite of what we've been taught and where this, I think, discipline of not being able to switch off struggle comes from. Um, And as it stands, the only people who can currently, we're in July, at the end of July 2022, as you're listening to this, Um, No, I'm recording it at the end of July 2022. You might be listening to it, I don't know, 2027. (laughs) But the point I'm trying to make is the doors are not open to the Thrive First Method until September 2022. And the reason that I mention that is because one of my clients emailed me yesterday with some feedback on what she's finding and what she's establishing. And it just so happens that I know um, this particular person and other people who before they use the Thrive First Method, have really struggled to switch off. So what I'm going to be doing after I've read this email is giving you three tips, basically like three problems, three things to look out for if you are struggling also to have the discipline to switch off and to know when enough is enough. I'm going to be giving you three things to look out for with three 
easy, implementable, straight away from this episode, go take it into your life, into your business solutions. So let me just read out the email first. She says, I'm really enjoying the sessions. They've been a real eye-opener. Making sure that I do them has added some opportunity to start thriving. I knew I was hard on myself, but I never realised to what extent. It's also reassuring that I'm not alone in doing this. And bear in mind, right, sorry, this is me, not her. Bear in mind, this person hasn't come to any of the live events. She's just working through the material on her own. She says, my plan is to do all the modules and then put the method into practice, but the elements are naturally seeping into my week anyway. Having done goal setting before and then doing the Zoom Out session for July, I can see that the that the two look completely different. Without the guidance, I completely overloaded what the month should look like and I can see I was only setting myself up to fail. Afterwards, what I wanted to achieve is much more realistic and will bring me closer to my long-term goals. Moving from a to-do list to high-value activities will definitely be interesting. I have noticed I have huge anxiety about failure and the non-specific nature of the to-do list has been to a, has been a way to shield myself from this without even realising. I cannot tell you the amount of people who I work with who relate to that last point. Moving from a to-do list to high-value activities will be interesting. I have noticed I have huge anxiety about failure and the non-specific nature of the to-do list has been a way to shield myself from this without even realising. So basically what she's saying is, I've been using the non-specificity of a to-do list. I've been using a to-do list as a way to shield myself from actually just focusing on the high-value activities that could get things done. And I want to let you know, you know, we make a point of practicing identifying high value activities towards a goal, because we all know there are so many things that you could do in a day. There are so many things that could and and do shout and scream and have tantrums to demand your time and attention and energy but it's on you to determine and prioritise the high value activities. And that's something that we teach you how to do. So although the doors are not yet open to the Thrive First method, and you may have no intention of ever joining us, that's absolutely fine. I still want to A, mention that you can sign up. The link is in the show notes. If you're listening before September 2022, you can register your interest. I will be in touch with an email to let you know the details of what it's about, the pricing, etc. in due course. If you're listening after September 2022, the link in the show notes will take you to the page to join. I'm letting you know that because this is the work that we do in with the method. This is the work the method helps us do. But if you've got no intention of ever joining us, then this episode and what I'm about to tell you, three problems, three solutions should be enough to just at least get you on your way. If you are someone who really struggles to get to the end of the day and be able to confidently say with full fulfillment, self-fulfillment, that is enough for today. I have done enough for today, right? So let's get into it. Number one. So these are three things, three problems and a potential simple solution for you to go away and try yourself. Number one, are you unclear on your to-do list? 
So the biggest shift that I notice with when clients begin the Thrive First Method is that they have been working off a to-do list, which as, as I've said in previous episodes, I have nothing against a to-do list. However, one thing that you might notice about a to-do list is it's never ending. It can just go on and on and on. And most of you will feel very called out if I say that one of the things that you do is write and rewrite your to-do list. (laughs) If you're listening to this being like, oh my God, yeah, that's me. Don't worry, you're not alone. (laughs) Many, many people write and rewrite their to-do list. It's fine. It's not useful. It's not helpful, but it's fine. The other thing with a to-do list is it doesn't determine any priorities. So what this can leave us doing is a lot of stuff We'll get into like an hour or two hours before we're meant to finish work and the important things are still left to be done and this is really important to acknowledge because it's usually the important things that we avoid sometimes we avoid them because they're intimidating like they require courage and we're putting them off we're putting them off we're putting them off sometimes we avoid the important things just because they're boring like <laughs> literally just because they're boring i recently had uh, one of my clients in hour one, which is where we practice the plan element of the Thrive First method. And she let me know what her high value activities were going to be in the chat in hour one. And she told me her high value activities. And then underneath it said, oh, I know that's really boring. They're really boring. And I was so, so thrilled for her that she had identified a high value activity that was meaningful towards her goal and acknowledged that it was boring. Because I think that Sometimes, a couple of things on this actually, I'll try not to go on too much of a tangent here, but sometimes when we identify a high value activity that's really boring and we don't actually acknowledge it as boring, we think it should be fun. We think it should be like this grand gesture, high value activity, this big thing. And actually, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just something that it's a bit shit and it's it's got to be done. So anyway, back to the point. Um, yeah, sometimes we can we want to avoid them because they're boring and sometimes we want to avoid them because they require courage. But they are, let's be clear, our high value activities, the important things, they are the things that take us closer to goals that are meaningful to us. So when we're unclear on our to-do list and what we will do and when we will do it, we can end up prioritising busy work like emails, DM responses, um, you know, monitoring your inbox kind of work and then leaving the important things to later and pushing that finish time back and further back and further back. And I suppose a side note on this, I don't know about you, but I'm a bit shit in the afternoon. Like <laughs> I do my best work in the morning. I am definitely someone who has a lot of energy at the beginning of my day doesn't necessarily have a lot of energy or motivation in the afternoon. And so, because I, you might be different and that's fine, but however you are, it's probably important for you to acknowledge. And a bit of a tip for you is align your work accordingly. I try not to these days put anything in my calendar or diary that requires high levels of motivation or high levels of courage in the afternoon, because I know that naturally I've got lower levels of motivation and lower levels of courage in the afternoon. So so obviously do with that what you will. But what happens with the to-do list is 
we do all the busy work in the morning and we sort of push it back and push it back and push it back. And that means that our finish time then gets pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, right? So the, the other point to note here before I get to the tip is the endlessness nature of a to-do list. The fact that there is no cutoff point, this can leave us with the feeling that we've actually done a lot and we probably have done a lot in terms of not only have we spent a lot of energy, but while we're doing that busy work, we've also been carrying the weight of the thing we're putting off. Truth be told, when we've got something important that is on the to-do list, but we're doing the busy work first, it's like carrying a rucksack around with that important item in the rucksack all day while you're doing the busy work. So you're carrying the energy of that thing around but you're still not doing it. So it energetically is taxing on you as well. So here's the tip for this for this one. And it's really, really simple. At the beginning of your day, look, if you're not a member of the Thrive First Method, if you've got no intention of ever joining, also, and if and also if you are really committed to keeping your to-do list, all I want you to do is look at your to-do list at the beginning of each day, should take you no longer than five minutes, tops. Just look at it and highlight the one thing, the two things, the three things that if you get them done, you will happily say aloud, that is enough for today. And then prioritise them. Prioritise them. So let's say you look at the list and there's like two things that, you know what, if I got those two things done today, I would be happy. Given what I know about my day and everything that needs to be done and all the rest of it, if I just got those two things done, I would be so happy. Then prioritise them. So don't then go off and do the busy work first. Go off and do those two things first. And you will, you 100%, you will have time for the busy work, right? But allow yourself to give yourself the permission slip of knowing and giving yourself the clarity of, if I just got that one thing or those two things or those three things done today, I will be happy to say that is enough for today. And I love actually saying that out loud. That's enough for today. It's like, I acknowledge me. I acknowledge that I have done those things and that is enough, right? Second problem that I see a lot is this one. Do you have the mindset of having to earn your thriving? Do you have the mindset of having to earn your thriving? So, so many of us have been brought up professionally and personally, you know, I look at my own parents who both of them worked very, very hard. And also I've been brought up in industries professionally on the notion that we are only allowed to thrive once we've done enough, once we've been enough, once we've served others enough. And I totally want to call bullshit on this. And I feel very, very strongly about it. So much so that I've created the Thrive First Method and got it trademarked. <laughs> as someone who, like me, speaking from experience, as someone who used to suffer with burnout on a regular basis, and I used to be on this pendulum swing of, on the one side, not doing very much, usually because I was burnt out, and then swing into the other side of doing too much. And I can tell you personally, it does not serve you or others to only thrive when everything else is taken care of. 
And you all know why, like there's a number of reasons why, but the ones off the top of my head is everything else isn't ever going to be taken care of. There is always going to be something else that you can do for other people or your family or your colleagues or your team or your clients or your dogs. There is always going to be someone somewhere looking to you to go, yeah, I need this from you. So if you are waiting until you've done enough or until you've been enough for other people to thrive first, then I can tell you that you're going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> you have to make the decision that you are going to thrive first. And I have evidence to back this up. So I know how much of a problem it is. Recently over on, over on my Instagram stories, I asked my Instagram followers to put these items into order. So put these three items into order. So I asked them to put A, B and C in the order that applied to them, which one they did first, second and third. So the items are A, tedious or boring tasks that have to be done, aka the busy work. B, high value activities. So meaningful items or things that will help you make progress towards goals that are meaningful to you. And C, you thriving. So A, busy work. B, the important things that will take you closer to your goals. And C, you thriving. And here are the results. 64% of people said they did it in that order, A, B, C. So 64% of people said they do the busy work first, then they do their high value activities, the things that will take them closer to their goals, and then they thrive. And then 12% said they do their high value activities, then they thrive, then they do the busy work. 12% 12 said that they did the high value activities, then the busy work, then they thrive. And the last 12% said that they thrive first, then they do the busy work, then they do their high value activities. Um, it's not good enough, guys. Like, it's just not good enough. 65%, 60, well, 64, but 65% of people said that they do the busy work, then they do the high value activities that help them make progress towards goals that are meaningful to them. Then they thrive. Just let that sink in for a minute. You think about all the busy work that you've got and the busy work can feel important because a lot of the time it's got the weight of other people's expectations attached to it, right? And we don't want to let them down and we don't want to seem like a bitch. And, and all of the reasons I know, like I personally know them, but 65% of people saying they do the busy work first, then they prioritize their high value activities, then they thrive. What this essentially is telling me is these 65% of people, more actually, because if we look at the amount of people who left Thrive until the end, it would be add on 12%, so 64, 74, 75, 76, 76% of you leave your own thriving until the last thing that you do. And what that tells me is the majority of you aren't actually having the time to thrive. And it would, hmm, I would go as far as to say that if I did module um, one, 
which is getting to know you, if I did that with you all, would you be able to actually tell me what it was that made you thrive in your mind, in your body and in your spirit? Would you actually be able to practically tell me the things that helped you to thrive in life and in business? Because the majority of people who come and do the Thrive First Method, they struggle with that module. Like they struggle. You'll even hear if you join and you do the workbook workshop, you will hear me say to them, I know that you're struggling. I can see that you're struggling. You're asking for examples. And that is not surprising because so many of us have left our own thriving to the bottom of the list for so long that we have actually disconnected with what gives us our energy back, with what gives us joy, not things that we do to be productive, you know, not things that we do to tick a box, like, oh yeah, and I I did my self-care, and I went to the yoga class to do my self-care not that it's actually thriving something that's actually giving you your life back your joy back your energy back the thing that connects you to you right so quick tip on this one because as you can probably hear I could potentially go into rant mode I might have already potentially gone into rant mode on this one so quick tip all I want you to do on this one is at the beginning of your day so Based on tip number one, which is where I said, look, all I want you to do is highlight the one, two, three really important things and prioritize them at the beginning of your day. What I want you to do at the beginning of your day as well to make sure that you are thriving first is when you've identified the important things that you're going to do based on tip one and also the time that you are going to close that laptop, I want you to also write down the very practical thing that you are going to do for you, either during your lunch break, because yes, they are a thing, you must take them, or any breaks for that matter, you have to prioritise them. I want you to write down in your break, or when you close your laptop at the end of the day, what are you going to do for you that helps you thrive? And that, like, let me give you some examples. That might be going for a walk, that might be going to that gym class, that might be sitting in meditation or doing a breathwork, quick breathwork session, or it might be making a really nutritious meal, or it might be catching up on your favourite podcast or catching up with a friend. Whatever it is that helps you feel like you're thriving, actually identify it and practically put it down as a thing that you are actually going to do. Too often, yeah, we're following the busy work and we're making progress towards our goals but when it comes to us thriving we actually have the time to do it but we find ourselves scrolling on social media because we actually do not know anymore what it is that makes us thrive so I want you to beginning of your day acknowledge what that thing is when you're going to do it it's that simple and then with paired with tip one which is you identifying exactly what you're going to do and you prioritizing those things that are high value activities. I just want you to go and do them. I want you to prioritize them, right? And then the last tip that I've got for you in this episode, um, or the last problem, should I say, is a bit of a funny one, but I want you to hear me out on it. If you've got this far in the episode, then I definitely think that this is going to at least resonate with you, if not apply to you. And this problem is something I see quite a lot. And it is, are you addicted to feeling busy? I recently got asked by um, 
someone who listens to the podcast, which episode was it that I talked about having the busy badge? And I cannot find that episode. So if any of you want to get in touch with me and tell me what episode number it is where I talk about holding on to the busy badge, I would be so grateful because this person has asked me and I cannot give them the answer. But anyway, back to the problem. I know that this one might sound counterintuitive. Are you addicted to feeling busy? But please, please stick with me on this. I know that the very thing that you might be fed up of is being so busy. And it can sound scandalous that I'm even daring to ask you if you are addicted to the feeling of being busy. But I want you to know that as much as you might not like the feeling of being busy all of the time, it does carry false benefits. And I know that I've talked about this in other episodes, but I'm going to bring them to this one because it's important. The false benefits of being busy are vast and are many, but let me just list a few off the top of my head. Number one, being busy can make other people think we're really important. How many times have someone said to you, oh, how are you doing? How's business? And you've gone, oh yeah, I'm really busy. It's really busy. I roll, you know, little laugh with each other. Oh yeah, isn't it awful being so busy? Aren't I so important being so busy? It helps us position ourselves as someone who must be important because if we're so busy, then it must mean that other people want and need a lot from us, right? Number two, on why it might carry a false benefit to be busy is it can help us avoid making progress towards our real goals. So I'm going to read something to you um, that I posted on my Instagram stories because I think it's going to really highlight this point. Recently, I'm going to read it word for word because um, a lot of people on Instagram really resonated with it. I got a lot of direct messages about it. Here's what it says. It says, I saw a client earlier this week and I asked her how she was getting on this week with her high value activity towards her monthly goal. She said it went out of the window. She said she was too busy and things just took over. But when we dug a little bit deeper, she uncovered the real reason. She explained that she was feeling resistance to doing the high value activity because it was hard. And she said that she didn't know how well she would do. So it was easier to put it off and put it off and put it off rather than deal with the feeling of failing even if that feeling of failing was hypothetically in her own head, in her own imagination. It was easier It was easier to allow the other priorities to take over, easier to push it further and further down the list. And so I asked her, has your goal changed? Has your monthly goal changed? And she said no. And she fully acknowledged that the high value activity she'd identified for the week was an essential step to moving her closer towards her goal. So once we dealt with the real issue the feeling of vulnerability over not having enough time, we could then do the real work. Now, the reason that I mention that is because what happens a lot of the time is, you you guys know, I've talked for a while now about how I'm a real advocate of self-coaching. And I, you know, I teach self-coaching inside the Thrive First Method. And I think it's really important to be able to not only call ourselves out on our own bullshit, but also be able to support ourselves through it. But what I find happening quite a lot, actually, in the beginning stages of people self-coaching is they start self-coaching on the wrong thing without really identifying what the actual problem is. They start trying to fix the wrong problem. So we're still, by the way, on the false benefits of being busy. So the, the 
in this client's particular case, if I'd have accepted that she just genuinely was too busy and her justification for that was it was my first week back from holiday and therefore there was just so much to catch up on. Well, if I'd have just accepted that at face value without digging any deeper and getting her to dig any deeper, we would have been coaching all around her being busy and her having things to catch up on. But actually, when we did, did dig a little bit deeper and actually found that, yeah, it may well have been a busy week, but actually the real problem was that she was resistant towards the vulnerability of the high value activity. We could actually coach her on the thing that was really stopping her from doing the high value activity. Does it make sense? So it's like, it's it's a little bit like the email I got that I read out to you earlier, where the person says, moving from a to-do list to high value activities, she noticed that she has huge anxiety about failure and the non-specific nature of the to-do list has been a way to shield myself from that without even realizing. We use being busy to protect us from doing the things that require courage or doing things that we might be shit at doing things that we potentially could fail at or other people might um, judge us for or we might judge ourselves for. So what we do is we use the busyness to shield ourselves from that. And so really what I want you to do, again, at the beginning of every single day, is I want you to look at your list of things to do. And for anything, you hear me talk a lot about high value activities and low value activities and this isn't the way that we use them inside of the Thrive First Method, but just to give you a tip in this podcast here that you can implement straight away into your life and business, what I want you to do each morning is look at that to-do list and, I don't know, maybe with a little arrow up or an arrow down next to each item, just label it as higher value and lower value. And what I want you to do is focus on those higher value things first and allow the lower value activities to come later. Like they'll just take care of themselves, they just will. You'll squidge them in somewhere. But I really want you to focus on identifying what is a higher value activity and what is just busy work. And for some people, what this can end up looking like is they block book from two till three just to do emails because they recognize that if they're in and out of their email inbox all day, that's just low value activities piling up. Or other people from this tip might go, do you know what? I recognise that my busy work is scrolling on social media, not to just scroll, but also to, it's my job, like I'm a content creator, so it's to engage with my audience. Again, they might push that further towards the end of their day because they realise that the higher value activities need to come first. And I know that this episode is around the discipline of switching off, but I hope that you can hear that there are reasons why you struggle to switch off. And it usually has nothing to do with discipline, but much more to do with the way that you are going about your day, the way you're approaching not only your things that you're doing, but the way that you are thriving in life and in business, which means that you feel like there is no end point to your day. You feel like you haven't earned, you've been busy, but you cannot justify what you've been busy doing. And therefore, how could you possibly switch off now? How could you possibly close your laptop at this point? Because have, have I done enough? There always seems to be more to do. So I hope, I'm going to wrap the episode up here, but I hope that this episode has given you just enough with me identifying three problems and three easy tips that you can go away and implement literally today. If it's the end of your day, like don't go away and implement it now. We want you switching off on time. 
Otherwise, what's the point of this episode? But you can maybe implement tomorrow when you start your day. So just to recap, the first tip that I gave you was in the morning, look at your to-do list and identify the highest, highest value activities that you are going to do. And then confidently, happily say, that's enough now. That's enough. I've done enough today. The second tip that I gave you was identify the practical things that help you feel like you're thriving and actually give yourself permission to do that today, whether it's in your break or whether it's when you close your laptop or whether whether you're brave enough to thrive first and actually do it at the beginning of your day without feeling the need to actually earn it. And the third thing that I encourage you to do today was to identify the lower value activities, the things that are the busy work. And instead of being in that 60, uh, what was it again, 75% of people who do the busy work first, I am encouraging you to push and push and push that lower value activity, that busier work further down your list and really prioritize having that switch off point because you know and I know from listening to this episode that the to-do list never ends. You could literally keep going with the busy work and that is not what we want for you. So if this episode has been helpful, I encourage you to share it with a friend or a colleague that you think it might help too. And yes, you can share the episode link if you're in Spotify or if you're in iTunes or any podcast player, you just click share and send it straight to them. But what I often find when people share podcast episodes with me is if they're my friends, I want to know what they've taken from it. So please, yes, share the episode, but also share with them your personal experience. This is how we connect to each other. So many people feel like they are so alone with these struggles. And the biggest thing that I hear when people start practicing the Thrive First Method, and you heard it yourself in the email that that lady sent me earlier on in the week, she said, It was reassuring that I am not alone in doing this. You have no idea the amount of people who feel like these are just struggles that I have. And once you start sharing your struggles with your colleagues or your team even, you know, your actual team who report into you, and you start letting them know that I am actively doing this work, I am actively doing the work to thrive first in life and in business and go after goals that are meaningful to me. My God, you're going to open up some inspiring and amazing conversations between each other. So all that said, please, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on unconditionally too. Thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the ear holes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you. Please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.